Let's get it. Go for it. <laughs> are we live yet? Yeah, we are. <laughs> <laughs> I love when you can't tell when we're live. <laughs> Yeah, we're live. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're we're waiting on you, Brad. Let's go. <laughs> and he's really delayed. Oh, <laughs> oh no! Not again! Not again! Hey, we're back. <laughs> hey, you figured it out. Hey, welcome in. It's College Sportscast. I've tried to play my video, and it wants to like lag on me for some reason. Um, but I think it played maybe twice. It did. <laughs> um, so today we have a special show with us. We have a special guest. Today we have Steve Heigel with us. Hey, Steve. How are you? Doing pretty good. So Steve runs uh, JustCollegeFootball.net and JustCollegeBasketball.net. A few other things as well. I'll kind of let him um, talk about all the stuff that he does. Steve, you can take it yeah. from here. And Thank you for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. Uh, yeah, just collegebasketball.net and just collegefootball.net for any college basketball, of course, college football fans. Uh, one of my main uh, interests is going to games. So I've seen, I think that was so two games yesterday live, so about 17 games a season, trying to hit all the arenas around the entire country, which is going to take probably 15 to 20 years. But I got to start somewhere. So uh, I try to hit about 25 to 30 games this year and um, follow, you know, college basketball teams around the country. Um I follow pretty much all the conferences. I try to cover all the Power Five and the um, top tier mid major conferences. But um, you know, yeah, happy to be on the show and feel free to talk about anything college basketball, or college football related with me. All right, man, it's really cool for you to be here. We appreciate it. Um, so I also have my regulars on. I've got John Roberts on. What's up? I've got Jason Harrison on with me. What's going on? <laughs> and John Hammond, I believe he's he's on voice at the bottom. Hammonds, are you I'm here? All right, <laughs> there, there he is. Go. There you go. <laughs> There's Hammonds. All right. Are we? <laughs> or is it yep. Memorex? Oh my goodness! So each week, each week, Steve, we kind of come on and just kind of do a week wrap up of all the sports and all the sporting events, you know, uh, that happens within the week. And we do this on Sunday afternoon. You know, uh, this week I kind of start out. Kansas has had a tough week this week, so uh, you know, where where do you think Kansas falls tomorrow in the polls? Yeah, I think they're going to fall uh, between like seven and ten, somewhere in there. Um, that Kansas State loss, they could have won that game. Um, they were they were down in it most of it, but I didn't see the game yesterday. But apparently, I didn't miss much if I was a Kansas fan because they got blown out at Allen Fieldhouse by TCU, who is a very good team. Uh, but notwithstanding, but yeah, they they got blown out yesterday. So I I think somewhere between like probably seven to ten they'll fall to this week in the poll. Um, still definitely have the capability of getting back and getting to a number one seed. We'll see how the Big Twelve conferences. I'd say this year it's the best conference in the country. I mean, it's, it does so, kind of look like it might be the best conference in the country right now. I I, I kind of agree with that. Yeah, uh, and and the you know yesterday. I mean, they pretty much kind of got manhandled at home at Allen Fieldhouse, which is pretty rare for Kansas. Doesn't happen sure. very often. I think I seen where it was the second worst 
loss of home loss of the Bill Self era, I think Kentucky was number one last year, I think. Yeah, I can believe that. I mean, I can't, I couldn't remember, besides the Kentucky game, anytime they've gotten beaten that badly at home in the last, yeah, Bill Self's been there for what, 15 years now, almost 20 years. So, yeah, right. I mean, I could, I mean it's, it's even rare that they even lose a home game. Um, even in conference or out of conference. So they probably look back at the records that maybe have one home loss each season for the last 15 to 20 years, if that. So, yeah, it was, it was very surprising to see the result. Well, the thing, yeah. about, the thing about Kansas is this, is their schedule, they play at Baylor, at Kentucky. They, I think they play at Iowa State. Then they play Kansas State again. And then they play, um, is it Texas at home? Like, that's brutal. It is, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're, you could possibly lose. I'm not saying they'll lose all four or the five of those games, but there's a possibility they could at least maybe win two of those games. True. Um, you know, I, Kansas is hard hard to to understand at times. Like they'll do really good, and then they'll they'll slack off for two or three games. Yeah, I've actually been surprised this season. I'll be honest. Um, I've been surprised they've played as well as they have this season. They lost so much from that uh, championship team last year. When they came out this year and, and were winning, you know, majority of their games at the beginning of the season, I was like, I, I figured they would slack off at some points, and now it's, it's hitting them. I mean, I thought the best team going into the season in the Big 12 was Baylor. But, you know, I mean, they played reasonably well. But Kansas State surprised, you know, everybody by how well they played. And I, well, I also I didn't think Texas Tech would play as bad. I don't think they're that bad, but they just can't, they just can't win a game. So, I think Kansas State is now leading the Big 12. Isn't that right? They, they probably are, yeah. I didn't look at the exact standings, but, yeah, I believe they are, yeah. Yeah, so, they're, they're so, all yeah, yeah I've I seen that sole position of number one. Uh, Kyle, like I'm right. telling you guys, when you get in the conference play, I mean, everybody got a lot of film on you. Kansas, uh, Kansas could have easily won their game against Kansas State, but TCU, it just looked like, man, they're really good. They're tough. They're tougher than what they've shown early because I think they had a lot of injuries. Especially when they took that bad loss, but man, coming down the stretch, man, it's gonna be a dog fight in that Big Twelve, man, week in and week out. And I would love to say the SEC is the best conference, but I can't say that. Big Twelve, man, hey, they have a legitimate, in my opinion, at least seven teams that could possibly go dancing. Uh, yeah. If, I'm not, uh, if, I, if I can say so myself. Well, there's a there's a there's a statistic from I believe it was last year um, that at the last. 20 years, I believe seven of the 12, excuse me, 10 of the 10 big 12 teams have made the final four. If you think back, you know, Baylor's made it, Texas Tech made it when they had Chris Beard as the head coach, Texas made it about 20 years ago when they had Rick Barnes. Uh, of course, Kansas has made it and won the title. West Virginia even made it under Huggins one time about 10 years ago. Um, who else am I missing? I think the, only, the few that haven't made it are like Iowa State, who's always good. I mean, they're really good this year. Um, uh, I remember forgetting about, um, I'm forgetting team. Uh, Kansas State, they haven't made the Final Four, but they made the Elite Eight of several years ago when they had Dean Wade in that team then uh, when they lost to, I believe it was, Loyola Chicago in that Elite Eight game. So, I mean, it's 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 a great conference. I mean, I, I'd say this year their first, Big 12's first, SEC second, maybe Big 10 third. I don't know. Big 10 has a lot of teams like that are crunched right in the middle, but other than Purdue, there's not really any very good teams. Yes. I mean, the Big Ten, good. I agree with that. The Big Ten has a bunch of teams that's kind of right in the middle with three losses right now um and Purdue's kind of above the rest Purdue beat Maryland John Roberts yeah beat Maryland yeah so John Roberts you have any question for Steve about games this week 
Well, not necessarily games this week, but I'm really kind of interested in uh, getting into the bracketology discussion. And so, right. uh, a quick question. Sure. What happened to Texas Tech? Um, you know, they don't have that good of a defense as they've, you know, had that blueprint the last couple years. They just don't seem like they're meshing well together this year. Do you really – you have any insight on why they're not playing as well together this year? Well, they – I mean, I think it's one of those things where it's, it's – it's like a team like when Chris Beard was the coach there, he brought in a lot of transfers, and Mark Adams has, has fought a lot of that same philosophy. And sometimes when you bring a lot of transfers in, there's some years that just don't mesh, and they just it doesn't fit right, you know. And you know, it's even you see with a, it's not a good example, but Duke this year they bring in the freshmen, and not every year you're going to bring in all the five star freshmen like they did when they had uh, Zion Williamson, RJ Barrett, and they just they're the number one team in the country, and they hardly ever lose all season, but. It's that, I think it's just one of those things that just sometimes it doesn't click, and this year it's not clicking. And they're, I think they're a good team. The conference is so tough. I mean, they probably should would have won a few games. They would have definitely won a few games in other conferences, but they just they they can't get over the hump and win any games. I mean, they were winning that Kansas State game yesterday at halftime, and then just fell apart in the second half and lost. So I mean, you're you're in every game, you're just not winning. So I just think they need to get that one one game to get them over the hump. So well, let's talk about the three. I said, I also want let's to talk about that. the three. Blue- go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, Brad. All right, I was just going to say, let's talk about the three blue bloods. You bringing up Duke just a second ago. So you got Kentucky, North Carolina, and Duke. And, you know, they've won two or three games now, each one of them. Are they, are they riding the ship? Are the three blue bloods going to get it sorted out, you think, by March? Yeah, I think so. I think all three are going to be in the tournament. And then, like I said, it, you saw what North Carolina did last year. You know, I wouldn't want to play them in the tournament when they get in. If even they get in all like five, six, seven, eight seeds or even, I mean, I guess it wouldn't be much higher than that. But I wouldn't want to play any of those teams because they have the talent. If, if everything, if they play well, you know, they're going to be very tough to beat. I mean, a good example of Kentucky, well, Carolina, a good example, was last year. And in Kentucky, the example, I think it was 2013 when they beat Little Chicago when they were the number one seed and then they went to the final eight or final four. And yeah. they had they just kind of had a team that kind of slid through the whole season, and then they got in the tournament, and then boom, you know. So right. it's like I said, Kentucky's playing better and better. Carolina seems like they're playing better and better now. Duke and Carolina have the advantage. The ACC is not that strong this year, so you're not. It's really that, not. You know, it'll be interesting. They play each other. I think first time February fifth is a Saturday. I believe that's or fourth, fourth or fifth, whatever that Saturday is. Carolina Duke play for the first time in Cameron, so to see how they, you know. They'll probably split the matchups, uh, I would think, but we'll see. That's going to be a big win for either team. You know, it's going to go right. on how they get the tournament or not. So, right. But the SEC, Jason, of course, is very. You can go ahead and ask your question, man. I was trying to interrupt. Oh no, no, no! I was just going to chime in uh, on, on the. Uh, I think the reason Texas Tech is struggling, they lost. Uh, I forgot the key now. I was looking for it. Yes, name. that's true. Um, you lost uh, the key. Uh, they say Kansas. Uh, I can't think of his name. Oh God, Terrence. Yeah, there's a there's a player that um that they did lose. I'm trying. I, I'm yeah, trying. Like to, say, uh, then, then he's bringing in another McCuller. McCuller. Yeah, McCuller. Kansas. And yes. then you you bring in a big fella that had been hurt all year, but probably ain't in shape. And so, like you said, the chemistry, man. So that's what I was going to attribute. But they are Tech Wolves. Terrence Shanning Jr. too to Illinois. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. you losing guys. Just one of those things where the guy that left, they didn't replace him with as much talent coming in, yeah. and then again, exactly. and it didn't click, and Sometimes I, I think Mark Adams is a really good coach. So, I mean, I think they'll be fine going forward. Last year they lost to Duke 
in the Sweet 16. So this year they're just they're having a down year. I think I think they'll be back. Yeah, exactly. I got a right. quick bracketology. I got a quick bracketology question. Sure. You know, I noticed something yesterday. Somebody was talking about underseeded teams, um, in which we're talking about the Blue Bloods. Say you're a one seed and you're sitting there. Or you're a two seed. You're sitting there, and Kentucky comes across the screen as a ten or a seven seed or eight or nine seed. You're thinking to yourself, "Oh my goodness, I'm screwed." You know, especially like the Wichita State year, yeah. where they was undefeated. They had Kentucky in that eight nine game, and Wichita State got the shaft. And yeah, that's that's the year I was referring to previously. Sorry, I said Loyola Chicago. It was Wichita State? I don't know why I was thinking. Loyola it was Chicago. it was 2014, I believe. Yeah, they, they were, I was thinking Loyola Chicago for some reason, but it was Wichita State, and they they were number one. They were undefeated too, I think, or they lost like one game. And yeah, yeah I think they were in the second yeah. game. And that's the same thing, yeah. kind of same thing that happened last year with uh, North Carolina played the eight seed against Baylor. And I mean, Baylor's the number one team in the country, and you get to play North Carolina. And granted, right. I think the game was somewhere like in Dallas, Texas, or somewhere. So it was kind of a close home type home game for Baylor. But still, you're playing a team like North Carolina with it was just playing better and better, and it beaten Duke and and Mike Krzyzewski's last game in Cameron. And it was, it was, and it, and they, they they beat Barrow during that game. Barrow had come back and then they won overtime. But that's just a tough matchup for a team. They Barrow shouldn't have deserved to play North Carolina in, in the second game. It's not good seating on the part of the committee, but you know it is what it is. So this year, Kentucky could be in that exact same spot where they get like the seven seed and that number two team, whoever it is. Wasn't Baylor the top overall seed or no? I don't think they were last year. I believe they were in twenty. I know they were, no, they weren't in 2021 because that was Gonzaga. Maybe they were last year. I I can't. I apologize. I can't remember. They were definitely. I can't remember seed. either. I can't remember if they were the top overall seed last year. It might have been Kansas. I want to think it was Kansas, but I could be wrong. Right. Um, yeah, I think that might be right. Kansas at number one overall last year. Yeah, I think I think they were. I, I'm trying to remember who won the Big Twelve tournament last year, and I don't believe it was Baylor. I think it. I think. I think it was Kansas, but I, I could. Yeah, I think. I think you're right. I think Kansas did win the Big Twelve tournament. So. But I was thinking that Baylor was the number one overall seed one year here in the last few. I can't remember. I think they would have been in 2020 when they canceled the tournament. I think they were on Maybe track. that's what it is. Yeah, but yeah. Um, they, they were having a phenomenal year that year. And then they won, They came back in 2021. And Gonzaga was overall number one because they were undefeated. And they were the, pretty much the number the second number one seed. They beat them in the championship game. But last year, right. I think they were. So I got actually, I got so. Yeah, Gonzaga's number one, and, and Baylor was the – yeah. I got a one more question about the bracketology real quick. You know, um, a lot of people don't realize this. The Mountain West is such an underrated conference. Um, we probably had Friday night one of the most underrated games in Boise State in New Mexico. Um, I don't think the Mountain West gets a lot of love like it should. You yeah. know, Leon Rice is a heck of a coach for Boise State. Then you got Richard Patino um, with Jamal Mashburn Jr., um, Marcus Shaver for um, Boise State. Um, these are two good teams um, that I think will pro most likely end up in the NCAA tournament. Um, what Leon Rice has done for Boise State is impeccable to what you know to what he's done for that conference and such. I just want your thoughts on the Mountain West and and how they're such an underrated and why nobody gives them the credit they deserve. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's 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 definitely a great conference to watch. I'll be honest. I couldn't stay up for that game 
on Friday night. I fell asleep five, ten minutes into it. Uh, I started at 11 o'clock <laughs> East Coast time. I started at 11 o'clock East Coast time. I couldn't stay awake. I, I right. love watching the games in the conference when, when they're on it, you know, even if they start 10, 10, 30, I can watch them. But um, it's it's gotten – Mountain West is like, in a way, like the WCC. It's gotten so much better in the last three to five years. I mean, Gonzaga's really uh, helped the WCC climb, but – Mountain West overall, there's so many good teams. I think they got five bids last year, and I could see them getting five bids again this, again this year. I mean, there's a lot of good teams in that conference. And some of the venues, like the Pit, I've never seen a game there, but it looks like an incredible place to see a game. Um, I, it's a tough place to play. Tough, yeah, tough place to play um, and an incredible place to see, see a game is, it looks as well. But, yeah, I, it's definitely, it's definitely uh, a, a conference that's on the rise. I mean, it keeps getting better and better. More NBA-ready uh, players are coming out of the conference every year. So I, I can see them getting another handful of bids this year. Oh, I, That's I, really you know, I don't know that they match five, but I certainly see them getting at least three or four bids would be my well, guess. You got Diego State, probably the top dog in that conference. Then you got Boise State. you got, I don't know, you got New Mexico. And then you got Boise State. And then you've got a couple teams like UNLV and Nevada, which Nevada right now is on the bubble. Um, and they've lost a couple of key games recently, so not sure how they're going to fit into the bubble situation. But that's what I was wanting to kind of get into, Brad. And, you know, with the bubble teams, like, I don't know who who's in, who's out right now. Like, you know, you look at Ohio State um, – I know their metrics are there, but I don't I don't know how you put an Ohio State in team, a team like Ohio State in that lost to Nebraska. Um, Kentucky did the same thing to South Carolina, but at least Kentucky has that elite win at Tennessee to to kind of knock it out, you know? Um, yeah, I think so, I think Ohio State's got got some um, got some work to do. The good thing for them, um, they got I mean, they're gonna have several several tough games on the docket the rest of January and February with going through the Big Ten. And if they, they win a lot of those games, that'll put them back up on the positive side of the bubble. Um, as for Kentucky, yeah, I think that that Tennessee win, when all is said and done, could be the thing that gets them in. And a road win against a top team that's a, a one or two seed uh, as the season plays out. But Kentucky's been playing a lot better lately as well. So, I mean, they were they, they looked like they were down and out weeks ago, but now now they're right, you know. They sure did. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody wanted Cal to be fired after that one loss. So. Um, I'm to Brad once before me and him was talking, I said the committee looks at those road wins and those elite wins. They look at them more than they do anything. Like those road top five wins, they they base them off anything that, that they look at. And I think that's going to help Kentucky um, selection Sunday. Oh, I agree. I mean, last year when – go back to North Carolina, I mean, they were they – were, down and dead when they beat Duke at Cameron, they were in. I mean, they even said on TV, they're like, they don't, they don't need to win another game the rest of the season if they don't. They're in the tournament. I mean, whether right. they lose the first game or not. So, but then they started gaining momentum. But yeah, that game that went against the top ten team on the road got them in. So that's going to do do wonders for Kentucky as well. Now, I don't know that if you you're more a Kentucky fan and you guys follow the SEC, does Kentucky? I know they lost to Alabama the first time, but do they play them at? Is that at Alabama? They play them at Rupp later this season. Um, no, they don't play them twice. Maybe they'll get a chance to play them in the SEC tournament, then that could be another marquee win for them. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, but the funny thing is, is then they turned around last year and stuck North Carolina in that 8-9 seed that we were talking about, you know, 
and uh, and kind of ruined the the whole season for Baylor and a couple other teams as well. So they did. Right. Yeah. I, if you would have get, I could. You would have given me. I could have given you ten million dollars, or you could have given me ten million dollars. I never would have predicted St. Peter's to not only beat Kentucky and who I don't remember who they beat the second game, and then they beat Purdue in the Sweet Purdue, They beat Purdue. Yeah. You know, Good I can't, Lord. I can't yeah. remember the other ones. <laughs> I can't remember who they Murray. beat in the round of 32. Murray State? They ended Murray State, yeah. Yeah, I remember they upset Kentucky, and then they beat – and I was like, thought to myself, ah, oh, Purdue will beat them up. Purdue will beat them easily. And then the next thing, another they're playing North Carolina. And of course, they ran out of gas, but that was just that was just crazy. I mean – But that was the Elite there. Eight. I know, the Elite Eight, and they were 15 seed. First <laughs> yeah, right. Can you imagine yeah. this year, if, if, if Charleston and – say I, don't, I haven't really seen FAU play, but Charleston have seen play. If they get the right matchups and the right seeding is like a – 12 13. I mean, Charleston could win two or three games in the tournament. So, yeah, I mean, you know, there's another team that a lot of people are not talking about that is dangerous. As I, I would say, maybe as I put them as an 11 seed, but I, I think they'll be higher than that. It's St. Mary's. Um, yes. St. Mary's is playing some incredible basketball right now, and I wouldn't be shocked if St. Mary's won that conference. Yeah, I wouldn't be either. Uh, the, Gonzaga lost for the first time the other night to Loyal Marymount, and the game was at home, and it snapped their 76-game, I think it was 76-game winning streak. Um, like I said, that conference before, like I said before, the conference has gotten so much better in the last five years. I mean, it's like all almost all the teams now are are, are on trajectory up. You know, you Loyal Marymount beat Gonzaga, beat Gonzaga on the road. Francisco has been good the last couple of years. I know their coach left last year uh, to go to Florida, Todd Golden, but they, you know, St. Mary's is good. St. Mary's is good every year, and they've had a really good year this year. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if Gonzaga doesn't win the conference regular season or the conference tournament. They'll still, get, of course, get a top probably four or five team in the tournament. But yeah, it wouldn't surprise me at all if they if they don't win the conference regular season or tournament this year. Yeah, with that uh, with that Gonzaga loss, uh, that that Gonzaga home loss that uh, that put Auburn as the longest home win streak now. How did I know? It's like 30, 30, I think it's like twenty. It's like twenty eight. It's like twenty eight now. Yeah, John Roberts is an all. Man, by the way, <laughs> I graduated from there, so yes. How did I? I haven't really watched. I haven't seen Auburn. I haven't really seen Auburn play this year, and I. Okay, so. I I know they lost uh, Kessler and uh, Jabari Smith to the pros. Right. I, they've done a. Re- they've played really well for having what they lost uh, this year. You know, in the SEC especially. So. So so they don't really have anybody like one stud guy on the team. So now it's now it's more of a team effort, and you they have to have the entire team working, or otherwise, it could be all bad real quick. Um, the guard play is starting to come around, and that's what's helping them win now. Um, they have just. They've slowly, quietly put together a really nice season. They are six and one in conference. Um, their one loss came to Georgia early when we thought Georgia was actually pretty good. And now Georgia's kind of evened out back at three and three. So um, don't know if think, that's going to look. That's actually good for Georgia, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Well, well, yeah. But I mean, like, but still, you know, with the one loss for Auburn, that you know, the it gets looks worse and worse as Georgia loses, as opposed to. You know, it looked really good when Georgia was winning right after they, they did that. And, of course, you know, Auburn then went and beat Arkansas, which looked really good until Arkansas couldn't win a game after that. Um, yeah, that so, was a team I was really high on at the beginning of the season. And they've, I know right. they've had some injuries and stuff. Like they've had, yeah, they've had some injuries uh, since then or, you know, right around that time. And so uh, – but, I mean, again, there's guys like, you know uh, – 
uh, Jalen Williams, who is starting to become a shooter, uh, you know, and and Bruce is really pushing him to be probably a little bit more selfish than he really is because he's a guy that wants, you know, he's looking for, you know, he's a pass first guy and he's looking to help the team. But, you know, Bruce really wants him to be selfish and be like, look, you need to take shots and you need to take them whenever, wherever, you know, early and often. And uh, he's a guy that has uh, really kind of led the team, you know, since then. And you've got, and again, you've got your, your guard, play. you've got, you know, Jay, you know, uh, Wendell Green and and um, and and KJ and all them, but again, it really starts with with Jalen Williams and you know, and then being able to, to get offensive rebounding uh, down low with Jani Broom, um, and you know, there's been times where he just has been absent, but then when he does show up, that's when we. Uh, or when when Auburn has you know played well, so yeah. Hey, but, don't forget uh, about yeah. the hometown Quiet, kid Quiet. from Little Rock, Arkansas, Allen Flanagan. Don't That's right. Allen Flanagan has actually played so much better this year <laughs> than than uh, than he did last year or the or the few years right after the Achilles injury. So he actually is he he is actually starting to turn around to being what he was pre Achilles injury, which is what Auburn was looking for. Last year and the year before, true. So, I've seen yeah. I've seen that young man actually literally grow up, play yes. ball with his, yes. with his uncle. I know his dad. I've literally seen him grow. I can't believe he's six six. So it's it's, it's just amazing to see his growth. And yeah, but I got you know, another. What team on the bubble is going to be on the bubble pretty much the entire time? Um, you got teams like Kentucky guys that teams that can probably get off the bubble pretty quick um what's a team that's going to hang around there probably the entire time till march um it's probably going to be one of those lower uh tier just power five wise lower tier big 10 uh big 12 teams like like west virginia or oklahoma they're they're just they're they're kind of gonna if they can win a, they win one big 12 game then they lose two so they're kind of back on the bubble then they're off the bottle they're back and forth because that conference is so tough. They're, they're, they're going to be a tough time putting together any type of, type of winning streak through the rest of the season, uh, week in and week out with the tough games they have to play. So I think like those, those are two examples. Uh, another team I'd see on the bubble after probably is going to be on the bubble soon if they're not already is uh, Pitt after they lost uh, at home to Florida State. That's just a bad loss. Bad loss. Yeah, they were playing yeah, so well. They beat, North Carolina. They, beat, they beat North Carolina. They beat Virginia. They almost beat Duke at Cameron, and then they, they lost. And they, I believe that game against Florida State was at home too. Uh, in in Pittsburgh, I'm pretty sure, but that's a bad loss to take. I mean, if they're going to be like that, you know, one of the handful ACC teams that makes a tournament, that's that's not a team you want to lose to. That's a good question for you. How many ACC teams do you think actually gets in? Hmm. Let me think. I think at the end of the day, you're looking at North Carolina, Duke, Virginia, Clemson, Pitt. Miami. Miami? Wake Forest, Miami. I'd say six, probably. You're Ooh, one of them at least is going to get eliminated. You're see, I'm Wake's, not even sure that six deserve to be in there. I, I yeah, think I'm maybe it think, should be just, five. Yeah, I think I, I think Duke, North Carolina will make it. Of course, Virginia is going to make it. Uh, Miami will make it, and then it comes down to probably two or three making it between Wake, Pitt, and. Uh, Clemson. Well, no, Clemson's, Clemson's playing really well. Now. They're in first I'll say five. five. I'll say five. five. I'll be yeah. five. I, yeah. I can see six if Wake, Wake and Pitt will probably 
one of them will eliminate the other or vice versa. I, 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 Syracuse, I don't, I don't, I don't see it this year. I, I don't see I don't, Syracuse getting in. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, so let's let's run through the conferences. What about the Big Ten? Because everybody, I, I seen somebody the other day say the Big Ten is going to get ten teams in, and you look at their standings. <laughs> You look at their standings, and I'm like, "There's not a chance. There's no way." They're just gonna. They're all gonna beat up on each other. I think. Okay, so you eliminate Minnesota, eliminate Nebraska. Um, Michigan uh, is Michigan gonna get in? That's, I don't that's, think they're, so. gonna be, they're gonna be. I don't think they're gonna be borderline. I figure Michigan. You figure Michigan State's gonna get in. Purdue's gonna get in. Um, Wisconsin will get in. You said Ohio. We talked about Illinois. Ohio State. Illinois, maybe. Illinois just it's it's a very strange team. I mean, they looked I saw yeah. them play Maryland at Maryland in early December and they lost the game, but they they were they were looked great. And they've started 0 3 in the Big 10. They've kind of they've rebounded, but to play better, but I don't know. That's it's it's thing that kind of it's iffy. Maryland. Maryland. Yeah, that's another team. There's probably about five yeah. teams in that conference that could go either way and probably right. two or three of them are going to go. I mean, even Northwestern's played well this year though. They could they could be a borderline at times. Yeah. Yeah. Times. They yeah. Well, um, they have Rutgers is Rutgers right now would be in for sure. Rutgers. They would be right now. Yes. They'd be in. So that's a t- yeah. I'd say probably at the end of the day, you're probably looking at eight, but I, I don't, I mean, I, I just can't see more than that. I mean, I, I, I there's, another team. there's just so many are clumped together that are kind of all in the same. The problem with that conference is they, it's, it's a little bit like the big 12 and the fact that they beat up on each other, but even more in the big 10, it just seems like it's like a, um, it's it's just more aligned with the Big East where they just they just beat up on each other night in and night out. But the Big East seems like it has the levels. You have the top level, middle level, and bottom level. The Big Ten seems like you have that top level level with Purdue, and then you have the middle level with a lot of teams, and then you have a couple at the bottom. Um, right. But see, yeah, here's know, Steve. Hmm? Late late in the conference tournaments, a lot of teams, you know, these bid stealers. You know, you're sitting on the bubble. Everything's going great, and all of a sudden, a team like, like you said earlier, like say like a team Towson, they win. Now you knock a bubble team come out of the tournament. True. And this year, I wouldn't say the bubble is really big or little or small, but there there's margin for error on some of these bubble teams. Um, and there's some really good teams in these smaller conferences. Um, do you see maybe two or three bid stealers in the tournament um, in these conference tournaments? Yeah, there's always going to be a couple of bid stealers. Um, like, I think a conference, I saw a game yesterday, uh, live George Washington played Dayton um, in D.C., and the A-10 is pretty much probably going to be a one-bid league, maybe two. But, I, I mean, I, I think whoever wins that conference tournament will get in. I don't think anybody else will get in besides them. because. But, again, if the team that's the best team all season – in that conference, and then they fall through the conference tournament. Who knows? They might still get the first place team like Dayton, I think, was in first of VCU. They would get in, and then it, the team that won the conference tournament, if somebody you know, went on a run. And then you eliminate – that's where it will eliminate teams from the Big Ten. If you get, like um, – if you get, like, teams in the Big Ten that are, uh, like, they're right on the bubble there the last weekend in the season, and they lose the first game of their conference tournament, then some, some team comes out of nowhere and wins the conference tournament, and boom, they're gone, you know? And, and that's, I think, seven or eight from the Big Ten. I think I would be very surprised. Somebody said ten, I'd be very surprised at ten. But I guess anything can happen. So, I mean. Right. I mean, when you go around SEC, you know, how many teams do you think they get in right now looking at it? Uh, let's see. I think. Uh, I'm trying to think of the top of my head. All teams. Uh, is A&M in? I would say 
they're kind of borderline. Missouri, I'd say, is in for now, but they yeah. seem like they're going the opposite direction. Yeah, they're going south right. pretty yeah. quickly, it seems right. like. Missouri's going south. Uh, I'd say now Kentucky's in, Auburn's in, uh, Alabama's in, of course. Um, Florida, Tennessee. Tennessee's in, Florida. I don't know. I mean, Florida's <laughs> – they won yesterday. Yeah. Uh, right now, I'm not what, so sure that George wouldn't be in, but but I'm not sure. Uh, even after yeah. – well, yesterday losing, sure. I'd say right now probably like SEC just the best number I think was probably about seven, you know. That's where like, I wanted to go with the, with the SEC. Um, Arkansas has been the biggest disappointment to me. Yeah, right. Um, they they've lost two star players. One of them I think I'm not sure on Nick Smith. Not sure what the whole situation is on him, but I know Trevon Trevon Brazil. He got injured. Um, yeah, he's at. He, he he made he made that team click, and it just seems like this Arkansas team just don't have you know the perimeter shooting that they had last year or the year before. Um, Musselman had he's having a time with this group compared to the groups that he's had the last couple of years. <clears throat> I think his biggest issue right now is that he's relying on a freshman to make shots off the bench. Joseph I was going to say the same thing. He, last couple of years, he's relied more on the transfers. This year, he's gotten three – he had three five-star freshmen come in, and he's rely, he was rely, he was counting on relying – counting on them more than transfers. He did get a good core of transfers – a group of transfers to come in as well. But he was relying on the freshmen this year more than the transfers for the first time. And yeah. Smith was hurt. It just hasn't worked out that way. It's hard, as you see with other teams like Duke. Um, relying on the freshmen, even if they're five stars, is very difficult. You have to have some experienced players come in, even if they're transfers, to help carry right. the load, especially early in the season. So, I, yeah, I think I, it's unfortunate, too, because I think Arkansas could have been a Final Four team this year if, every, if they were healthy and everything clicked. Um, they were Final Eight the last two years, Elite Eight the last two years. So, it's just I just it's not in the cards this year, I don't think. So Right. And and they, you know, if they lose too many more, they may struggle to get in. Get in. Period. Sure. Sure. Yeah, they could. They could find. They could find themselves uh, on the outside looking in come selection Sunday if they do. Because, yeah, I, I they look pretty. The last time I really saw them play was when they played the Maui Invitational. But I, I, I every time I've noticed recently that they've kind of been on the wrong end of the, the score column. So they, they they haven't done well in SEC play at all. But I know they have had injuries. Um, and like John said about uh, Brazil, when he got hurt, it kind of it's been going downhill from there. I'll say this: If Vanderbilt finishes, because I'm looking at the standings right now, if Vanderbilt and Missouri are still ahead of Arkansas, they're gonna have to play that win. They're gonna have to win the SEC tournament to get a B. Yeah, and you saw what happened yeah. last year with Texas A&M. You had, you thought, oh, once they got to the SEC championship game in the tournament, oh, they're in, and then they still didn't get in. So right, you, ne- you never can be, you never can be 100 sure. You know, it's tough. To and win. I, of course, I actually think Texas A&M last year probably deserved to be in, but. They didn't get they did. it, and I thought you, it's tough. You got to, you had to win. They had to win. They were in that first game. You had to win four games in four days. Once you get to that fourth game, if you're playing a high quality, high quality opponent, like I'm, who did they? Who won the SC tournament last year? Was it Tennessee? I think it was Tennessee that beat them in the championship. It was Tennessee. Yeah, Tennessee, yeah, yeah. And once you get yeah, to that Tennessee won. Game, Tennessee won the regular, and Auburn won the 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 season, the regular season. Regular season, yeah. So once you get to that yeah. fourth game in the conference tournament, four games in four days, you're just they don't have any legs, even if you. You have depth. It's just you're just done. You're playing against the top ten. I wouldn't. Yeah, that's why. You know, you talk about the four games in four days. It, it kind of reminds me back to when Georgia during that. Oh, was it the 08 season when the tornado hit the Georgia Dome and they? Went, oh yeah. They had to play at Georgia. Yeah. Georgia Tech and oh, that was a, that was man, that was a fiasco to be honest. <laughs> they didn't even know. 
they didn't even know if they was going to get to play the games or not. Like, right. Yeah, very, very difficult to, play, to to win four games in four days. It's 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 been done it's, a few times, but not very often. So, I mean, Connecticut won. I think they won five that one year when they won the national championship. I think it was they yeah. won five and five days to win the Big East every day. Right. Every game they wanted to get in the tournament because they were like a bubble team, and then they went on a run and won the whole thing. So, right. Yeah. Like, right. Walker, quick, I got a quick question, <laughs> Jason, on this. Since we're speaking on on the whole SEC, the tournaments and stuff, what 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 goes into preparation to go to a SEC tournament and prepare for a game? Like, I've always seen, you know, the regular season's great now, but there's a bigger deal when you get to that tournament. You know what I mean? Jason, he was asking you on that one. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> Say that again one more time, man. What I was saying was, you know, like, you know, everybody loves the regular season. Everybody loves them big matchups. But you get the SEC tournament, it's like a whole another game. Like, no, it is. It is. It is. It's, um, man, it's a lot of excitement going on. There's so much going on, especially. I love when we was in the uh, Georgia Dome, preferably because I loved Atlanta. But when you moved to uh, Nashville, I think it became more and more about the college atmosphere because Nashville is such a – a beautiful place to be, but man, it, it's rough. It's rough because I, I mean, I was telling you guys how it was during our SEC run my junior year when we had to play against Tennessee, Florida, and Kentucky in the championship, and that was just three games in three days. And so, you know, we was probably playing the, the three better teams at that time that was in the East. So, yeah, man, it's it's very difficult, man, because everybody's playing for this could be it. This could be your last college game. Or, you know, hopefully you get an NIT bid if you don't get an SEC bid. So, you know, you're trying to make it to that last day, the championship day, to ensure that you end uh, the dance, man. So, yeah, it's – that conference tournament, it's, it's, it's all or nothing. Right. right. Well, so we brought up Gonzaga earlier. And, I, Steve, I wanted to ask you, what's, what's going on with Gonzaga? I mean – they, uh, I noticed even last night late, and I did not see the final on the game because, like you said, it was happening really late last night. And, and uh, but they were struggling with Pacific last night. Um, at one point in the second half, the game was tied like 54 all or something like that in the second half. Yeah. Um, and of course, they're yeah, they coming off back, of a loss. Yeah, they came back late and won that game last night against Pacific. I know Loyola Marymount, they lost at home the other night, um, Thursday night, late in that game. Um, right. They're just, they just don't have the, the talent or the depth they normally have this year. They just really don't. I mean, Drew Timmy getting him back was a huge thing, but people forget how good Chet Holmgren, Chet Holmgren was last year. I mean, he was the number two pick in the NBA draft, and, you know, he, he was an excellent player. He helped so much on the inside with Timmy. And took away a lot of, um, you know, the other team's, you know, top player. He guarded another t- the other team's top player as well, and it allowed him that freedom to do what he needed to do. And he's Jimmy's having a great season, but it just, I mean, just the depth, the talent surrounding him is not the same as it usually it usually is. And normally they'd win that conference easily. And this year, as you're seeing, they're having a, having. A, and the conference has gotten much better as well. I'm not trying to knock the teams in the conference because the conference has gotten much better as well. Um, you saw if anybody saw the early season tournament, the Phil. Tournament up in Portland, Oregon. Portland, they they almost beat North Carolina, and then they beat 
Villanova or somebody else. Villanova hadn't been that good, hasn't been as good this year, but they beat a couple of teams. And I was like, I had never seen Portland play before that for years. And I'm like, man, this team is really, really good. Well, and this team's in the WCC and they're putting team in the WCC. So that just shows how, how right. good the conference is. But anyway, you know, bottom line is, you know, I just don't think Gonzaga has the talent that they normally have this year. And I would, I would be very surprised if they got even past probably the Sweet 16. Can I make a comment on the Gonzaga thing? Sure. Um, you know, I noticed it. They don't have the guards that they normally have, like with Suggs and True. those others. And and if Julian Strother is not making shots, Gonzaga is not a really good basketball team. Yeah. Um, and they got and they have to depend on Timmy quite a bit. Um, Timmy can only go so far with this team. Um, and the guard play, I feel like I even mentioned it last night. They're going to meet a good team that's guard oriented in the tournament, and. It's. I just don't think Gonzaga has enough talent at guard play. They got a couple guys that are there that are really good, but they don't have enough overall that can withstand two or three guards. You know, a big power forward to 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 a game. And I just don't think this Gonzaga team is built for a national championship. Now, I will say this: they have the talent to get to the Sweet Sixteen, but I just don't think this team is built to beat to win a national championship. No, I, I think Gonzaga. Um, I think Gonzaga is a pretty good team, and I'm gonna tell you why. Because for so long, Gonzaga has been that team on the West Coast. So when every time they play a game, it's the other team's chance to get some national notoriety. And so I'm watching the Houston game right now. Temple is 11 and nine. It's a two point game. You know, any given setting in basketball, you can be beat. You know, you're not gonna look good, and you really don't want to be looking your best until mid-February towards the end when you're starting to pick up steam. I think uh, Mark Few, he, now he has his job cut off him. Y'all, you guys are so right. He doesn't have as many talented marquee players that we once knew him to have, but I think he has a solid player. When you have somebody like Tim who attracts so much attention, he makes everyone better. But I'm with you. Chet Holman did erase a lot of mistakes last year, mm-hmm. and that's one thing Timmy lacks in on the defensive end. Now, he's a juggernaut on the offensive end, on the offensive end, rather, but on defense, he's tough. But kind of like I'm watching the Houston and Temple game, Gonzaga is everybody, uh, quote-unquote, national champion of the West Coast because they've been running the West Coast for so long. And 20 years. Lose, yeah. Yeah, it's it's a big deal. Yeah. And so I yeah. wouldn't – I I hold my, my opinion on Gonzaga, but I still think they can make a run in March as well. Yeah, I, th- I mean, I think they can make a run. I just think you figure last year's team was um, – Holmgren and Timmy, and they got to the Sweet 16. And then the year before that, they had Jalen Sugg that year. They lost, of course, in the national championship game. I just don't think he has that second player um, right. to go along with Timmy this year to get a much past the Sweet 16. I would be I would be surprised if they got past the Sweet 16 this year in, in 2023 in the tournament. We'll see. Anything so we have, we have a guest. We have a guest that uh, – this is from the chat room. It says, if Kentucky beats Kansas, do you all think Kentucky's in the tournament? I just wanted to throw it to Steve most, and Liam Manson. Yeah, Most definitely. Yeah. If you yeah. go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, yeah. you know, beat Kentucky and Tennessee in the same season, and them in the top what fifteen, top two, um, and you're pretty much. I mean, I know that loss against South Carolina is going to look kind of bleak, but at the same time, you know, you beat two top perennial powerhouses that are really good this year in college basketball, it's going to be hard to deny that. 
I agree. I think, I think, yeah, two, I mean, Kansas will still be in the latter part of the top 10 this week. If Kentucky beats them. Now the game is at, it's at Kentucky, right? At Rupp? It's at Rupp. Yes. Yeah. But still even beating them, beat Tennessee yeah. on the road. And Kentucky's also going to have a, a good chance for at least one or two more marquee wins through the SEC schedule to remain in the season in the SEC tournament. So yeah, I think that if they win, uh, win against Kansas, they're definitely in. Right. Right. Yeah. I, I agree with that. So, was losing this past week twice. I think before the week started, the top four teams were pretty much set. With Kansas losing, I mean, who would you put it as the one seeds? Uh, Kansas losing. I still think Kansas gets a gets a one seed as of now. Um, I think Purdue's got to be one of them because they're gonna they're most likely gonna win the Big Ten conference. Um, I don't. Uh, hmm. Kansas Houston, State, Houston, yeah, Alabama, Kansas State, Kansas State, yeah, I think Alabama and Houston's definitely going to be a number one seed because I, I, I don't know if they're losing. Are they winning now? I assume they're going to win this game against uh, Temple, but I wasn't watching. But yeah, I, I think Houston's not going to suffer more than two or three losses that they had most the rest of the season. And one of the game, and the only game they lost was to Alabama at an on a right. neutral court. Now Alabama's in the top five, so Houston, I'd say Houston number one seed, Purdue, uh, unless they falter down the stretch, they're going to win the Big Ten. They'll be a number one seed. Whoever probably it just be left that whoever wins the Big Twelve will be a number one seed, whether it happens to be Kansas or Kansas right. State or you know somebody else comes right. over Baylor. Um, I I, I want to say UConn was playing so good, but then they just hit that you know they, they just hit a free fall big, yeah, big time. I mean they were they look like a like a legit top five team, and they've fallen off in the last couple of weeks. Um, uh, did you see the game the other night with UConn? They they lost a seventeen point second half lead. And long they, killed, they killed Butler. Yeah. They did That's kill right. Butler. I saw that. Yeah, they, they, yeah, they, they got some work to do now to get get back. But they looked so good like a month ago. I mean, they won that Phil Knight Invitational tournament up in uh, yeah. in Oregon, and they were they were blitzing through the first part and beat Alabama. Yeah, beat Alabama up there. Um, yeah, the, 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 and the Big East isn't as strong. I mean, but Xavier's good. I mean, there's some good teams. You know, Xavier's a, a sneaky team. I mean, they 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 could get up on that two or three line for sure. I mean, they got a really I good team so. this year. I, I was I very impressed so. seeing them every time I've seen them this year. I mean, I, I was kind of questioning Sean, bringing Sean Miller back, but obviously they did the right thing because he's, he's, he's – I believe it's I believe it's going to pay off. Yeah. I'll tell you another yeah. team that people are not talking about that is going to be close to that two line is Marquette. Um, true. True. You know, Sean Hart should win coach of the year, in my opinion, in the Big East. I mean, what he's done with that, with that group. You know, you got the Jones. Was it the Jones kid? Um, Cam Jones. He's probably one of the better guards in the Big East. Um, you know, playing at Seton Hall is really hard. And they just went in there and they dominated Seton Hall. Um, and this market team is just, they're, they're the real deal. They're, to me, I think they're in the, in the running for Final Four top. They're that good. Yeah, I mean, they have a really good team. It's, it's interesting to see uh, how Texas ran uh, Shock Smart out of town a couple years ago and now the whole Chris Beard fiasco. <laughs> now they're looking for a coach right. again. They probably wish they had him back. So Yeah, they yeah, probably I mean, do. Yeah, Marquette's, Marquette's got a really good team. Um, we'll see how they do as the uh, the remainder of the Big East season. You know, I think Providence right might have a say-so in the Big East before it's over with. I think they will as well. I, I feel bad for Villanova because I think I, I think with uh, Justin Moore getting hurt last year um, – and the elite eight against Houston, and then he's never—he's still practicing now. I don't know if he's even going to play this year, but 
They have Whitmore. I saw him play in person about a week ago against Georgetown. They have a Villanova just not just doesn't have the talent they normally have. Um, right. They're, they're kind of like a borderline NCAA tournament team this year, and they always roll the Big East. But right. um, yeah, Xavier's good. UConn, we'll see, and then of course Marquette. Yeah, I can definitely see Marquette making a run in the tournament as well. I got a quick a quick question, real quick. It's my last question of the day. Um, day college game day is going to Tennessee next or this week. Um, against they play Texas, and then they're flipping it, and then they're going to Kentucky and Kansas. You know they're going to take the bus all the way to can to Kentucky and do do the game day there. What a double dip for that week for next weekend. Um, you get Texas going to Tennessee. You got Kansas going to Kentucky. Um, who do you think wins those games out of those two? So we're talking about – wait, hold on before you answer that. So we're talking about two UT teams, so we'll figure out who the real UT team is, and then we have a UKKU. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I just want to yeah, make sure I got like this that. correct. Okay, yeah. got it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Variations oh. of the same colors? Yeah, got it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. if I had to choose, I would think – I would think Kansas would have a um, you know rebound and beat Kentucky – I think they're going to be they're they're looking for revenge from last season, uh, and they also want to get back on the winning track. Um, as for the Texas Tennessee game, I think Tennessee is going to win. Um, Texas is is kind of in a weird spot with it's it's going to be interesting to see how the season plays out because they know the whole Chris Beard uh, situation really kind of what's the word I'm looking for like it just kind of cut their season you know made the season go in a different direction. I I think it's, they were a Final Four team with them now. It's just it's unfortunate it's for sure. It is unfortunate, and now you're you're with an interim coach that was the assistant coach, and you don't know what the future holds. Who's going to be the coach next year? A lot of those guys are transfers anyway. There's some recruits, but yeah, I don't know. I, I think Texas with Chris Beard could have, with his experience and coaching ability, could have got to the Final Four. But now I'm not as sure. So I, I would take Tennessee in that game. Right now, who, who's the so we we did talk about you know your your four number one C. Uh oh. I think he uh -oh. <laughs> yeah, I, I think he froze up. Yeah, yeah, sorry about that. It yeah, um, the 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 of the four number ones that we you were talking about, which one were you putting at the number one overall? Uh, number one overall. I hate to say, I I, I got to say Houston. Oh, they, Houston. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, with the one loss being on a neutral court to Bama, uh, I don't know if they're losing this game now. To I'm not watching the TV against. Uh, Temple, but um, I mean, you can make the case for Alabama, though. Look at their quad one wins. five, they won five quad one wins. They're probably the best team, and I'm not saying that Houston don't deserve it, but look at the resume Alabama's got. Like, yeah, I think they have well, a Purdue, great resume. Purdue setting there as well, guys. So, yeah, I, I think Alabama is is very warranted to get it, but I just think with. When it if when it's all said and done, I think it's going to be Houston because like, Alabama is going to suffer a couple losses down the stretch in SEC play. They're not going to be able to keep. I mean, maybe they will. I, I don't think they will be able to keep winning game after game. They're gonna they're gonna hit a couple roadblocks in the next month or so before the SEC tournament. Lose a couple games. Maybe SEC is a very difficult place to play in the conference. Same with Purdue on a, where Houston has has tough games in the AAC, but there's not as many difficult opponents. There's now on, on, on the same vein, I know that we uh, we we did cover. Uh, John and and uh, Brad's Kentucky team here. Um, at what point? Where would you put Auburn currently? 
four line probably. I would say okay. four line. I'd that sounds about line. that sounds fair. Yeah. I'd say in the four line. Um, of course they have the opportunity to move up. Um, Correct. It, it's 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 just difficult with the SEC because you have so many tough games. And, and, oh. uh, you know, I mean, there's oh, a couple yeah, of teams, yeah. of course, that are down. Like, yeah, I'm surprised. I'm su very surprised. Old Miss is as bad as they are. They just bad this year i mean they're just yeah <laughs> <laughs> my job yeah wow I, i've seen a couple times and they're just bad yeah oh, i mean even south carolina sorry sorry jason south carolina who you thought was not going to be very good has come up with a couple big wins and they're, they're you know they have a new coach you know i mean right i, I don't know Ole Miss is just bad this year yeah, throwing some old Missouri, Missouri, daggers Missouri's been, the surprise, Missouri's been the surprise of the conference i think i i I mean, I, I'm shocked that Missouri is this good. Is has played as well. I mean, they've fallen off. I mean, they've suffered a couple of losses recently, but they they played very well this year. Much. I mean, and when they beat Kentucky in late December, and then they beat I forget who they beat after that, but they they had some big wins. You know, so, they've had a couple so, of really good wins at home. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm I'm for yes. for new coach, and I think they've played 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 above where they they beat Arkansas at Arkansas, home and they beat Kentucky at home. Yeah, I was forgetting as well. They beat Arkansas, so. Yeah, Missouri's played much better yeah. than I think a lot of people would, would, would think they would. I mean, they they were like ten and zero, and then they played Kansas and they got smoked, and everybody's like, "Oh, that's the same old Missouri team." But yeah, they've had a had much better season right. I think, than a lot of people would have expected so far. Now, Coach Dace, yeah, Coach Gates uh, has done a great job of trying yes. to come in and trying to change the culture. I think he's like like I said on the previous podcast, his biggest uh, uh, hire was 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 key. Uh, see why Young out of Florida State, uh, you can okay. see. You know how much uh, he meant to the Florida State, but how they're playing right now. So I think when you get a top recruiter who's well respected, and I've been on CY for a long time, and um, Ole Miss, yeah, 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 it's, it's been a bad <laughs> year for my brother. It might, uh, it might be, it might be the last season for Kermit, for uh, Kermit Davis. It probably is. It probably is. You know, um, watch out yeah. for Mississippi State in the next couple of years, though, with the new head coach Chris Jans. It's going to take him some time to get some recruits and and some players in. Um, you know, but it, once that comes together, I mean, they, they've shown some flashes this year. I think they're going to be tough to beat in the next couple of years. Now, watch this. I'm right. I'm, I'm, I'm going to throw a name out that Ole Miss. What? Remember, I said this. It is 354. Okay. Ole Miss will try to get Rick Pitino. Not going to push mute. <laughs> yeah, I, I think okay. I, 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 I'm the one. I'm one of the few people probably out there that still thinks Pitino stays at Iona. I just don't know why. I just. He came out with a statement a couple of years ago saying, you know, he was he he was tired of the big name, the big time jobs and this and that. I can see him leaving now more than ever because I think he's kind of against the whole philosophy of I'm in a one bid conference and if I don't win that conference tournament, we can't get in the NCAA tournament, which is true. But I see him getting a job up in the tri-state area. Maybe like I, what a perfect fit would be St. John's. New York, he's a New York guy. He coached the Knicks. I mean, you know. That's true. I mean, that could be, I mean, I don't know if Anderson, Mike Anderson, will be around depending on how they finish out the season. Georgetown I mean, might be open. Yeah, there's, an, there's another – that's going to be open. Yeah. I, if yeah, that's not open, I don't, I don't know what Georgetown's to say. Georgetown's not going to be open. I'm going <laughs> to let you know. Georgetown would not be open. I, I mean, no, you, not, you don't think it will be – I mean, if, if he finishes two years with no wins in the Big East, how could you keep him? I mean, I, I, no how I don't much know. You know he had a contract extension. Real quick, can I say something real quick about yeah. Georgetown? Yeah. I mentioned this yesterday. I mentioned this yesterday. How – do you keep a coach that continues to do this over and over and which I get it. Patrick Ewing is an alum there. Yes. I get that. Well, he's but it's just, a little bit more than it's, just it's, an alum. 
They 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 can't. Yeah. They, I read something that they they basically don't want to fire him midseason. So I would be very surprised, extremely surprised if he made it past April first or when whatever I don't know, March fifteenth whenever their season actually is going to end because they're not going to any postseason. Uh, they will ask him to resign and then yeah, he will resign and, and it'll it'll look it'll, it'll look buy out. They'll yeah. buy out. Give him give him some money. Thank you for your time. Now the question is Georgetown right. though is like again. Who wants to take that job? In that Where do they go from here? Yeah, he doesn't get fired. That's why he doesn't get fired. Yeah. That job to me is like skating up a hill. It is that rough. That is a well. I mean, it's like where him. where do they go from here? You know, they, yeah, they, so they gotta ride it out with Pat. They gotta let them try to, you know, find ways to get people to join because nah, I don't. I, I I you can't bring it. if they if they do not win a Big East conference game the rest of the season that would be two years. Defeated in the big Big East Conference. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I, I can that's, understand that point. You're right. Too much. Yeah, I mean, I, right. I mean, yeah. the first game, the first game of the season, and nothing a knock against uh, Coppin State, who's a local Baltimore team. The game was at Georgetown. It was on TV, and Coppin State should have won. They lost in overtime. I mean, that was yeah. the first game. And just, I mean, who have they beaten this season? I well, they have like five wins. I don't even. I couldn't even tell you a team they beat. Man, it's rough, man. <laughs> who, who do you know say, Joe? I want to go to Georgetown. That's hard. That's a hard. I mean, he's actually in the first couple of years he was there, he did a pretty good job recruiting and got players, but then they all transferred out. So it, there's yeah. some, it, it's just not working, and they they need right. to. I, the question is, who do they get? I I have no idea who they're well, going to get. They had that. What was it during the the COVID season? They had the little run in the Big East tournament where they won it, the yep. whole thing. That's what got him the um, extension. Yeah. That's yeah. that's what much got him like the extension, like you said. Yeah. Since and they haven't, they haven't won a big, they haven't won a Big East. Game since I don't even think in the conference tournament. Hey, so, right. I, mean, I think like right. I, I think it's like five wins the whole year this year. Five or six wins. I didn't look at the record. It's, it's not very many. Yeah. Wins. They won a couple of conference games. Speaking of uh, speaking of teams that 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 don't that that aren't making the tournament this year. Um, one, you know, I, I live here in Birmingham, so we got UAB here, and we got Andy Kennedy as their head coach. And UAB is moving from the CUSA conference into uh, the All American or the, the the American Athletic Conference. Um, what do you think about? I guess that move itself, um, them moving over there, and then their chances of getting into the tournament in future dates. Um, unfortunately, the, the move is all pretty much. It's as we know, it's all football driven. Um, Correct. The AAC. So I, I think I think it's a good move for them in the future of getting into the uh, NCAA tournament. Um, you've seen Houston is, you know, moving calm. out. Well, yeah, moving out, <laughs> but they've done so well. I mean, they're. Right. I, I would be very surprised. <laughs> Houston didn't get to the Final Four this year. I mean, they have such a. I saw them play second game of the season in person uh, when they played in the Veterans Classic at the Naval Academy against St. Joe's, and they destroyed them. And I was like, this is just a. This is a legit top ten team, if not top five team. Um, right, Samson's done a great job there, and I think I think moving to that conference is going to do a great deal for him. Even, of course, it's a football move, but I think that conference can get two or three bids every year. Whereas, uh, and Conference USA, uh, it's generally than, a one bid, one bid conference. More than that is is really is really um is really pushing it. So I, I think it's a right. good move. Of course, it is a football move, but I think it's definitely a good move for the basketball program. And I like Andy Kennedy. I think he's a good coach. Uh, yeah, I, I think he's done well there. Um, Unfortunately, his shooter has been has been hurt the last four four or so games. Uh, Jelly Walker, so it's uh, been rough trying to uh, score points when uh, your top scorer is out. Teams, yeah, teams like that with your top scorer is out. I mean, some teams can overcome that, like a you know, like power five teams, but a, a team like that just can't. Yeah, they're, they've got a big guy down low, uh, Jemison, um, that just he himself is not going to be the answer. 
and none of the other guards just could uh, are, are shooting well right now. So they've got to be able to get something, find something out elsewhere uh, until Jelly Walker comes back. But uh, he's trying. You know, Jemison's you know doing what he can, but he's he's not able to to do everything. So yeah. All right, so I want to get to the Wooden Award. You are a Wooden voter, and uh, you know who is who would you say so far this year? Just kind of give me four or five names or something of the player that, uh, you would think you know that might be leading that. With that said, last year's winner did he put his name back on the map? Uh, with a 37 points, 24 rebound performance against Georgia this week. It's kind of a two-part yeah, question. I think he, yeah, I think he did. Uh, he's actually looking at the list right now, uh, the, uh, the 25 midseason watch list. Um, I'd say I'd have to say four or five names. Jalen Wilson from Kansas. I would definitely put him put him in the top five. Um, of course, the Sheway from Kentucky. Um, I don't know – I'd say Mike Miles from TCU. I mean, he's had a, he's had a great season. They're they're playing so well. I definitely put him in the top five. Of course, Zach Eady for Purdue, and kind of I guess if you had to throw um, maybe like a couple wild cards in there, Turquavion Smith who got hurt yesterday for NC State. I hope he's okay. He's having a really good season, and um, uh, just because he's going to possibly break that scoring record is Davis from Detroit. Davis. Mercy. I mean. I, can't imagine he's going to win the win the award because they're a mid major and not even doing that well. But I mean, he, he might break that record. I mean, he's like three or four hundred points shy, and he's got like ten or eleven games left. And he scored like right. I think he scored forty one yesterday, and he scored like forty the day before the weekend. Right. Before he had forty two. He had forty two last night. Yeah, so it's like he's just having a crazy, a crazy run. And I mean, he's still like four hundred short. And of course. You know, but Maravich, I mean, you never would th- think that record broke. Now, granted, Maravich did it in three seasons, and he's got five because right. he had a coach. Right, without too. a three-point line. Yeah, and three-point <laughs> line. And, and uh, no shot clock. Maravich had no shot clock, and he's got a shot clock. But it's, it's just amazing. Yeah. It's still amazing that he, he break that record. I mean, right. if, if he did Well, he's so 300. As of last night, he's 393 points away. Okay, so he's less than 400. He's got, like, probably yeah. 12, 12 games left, give or take. 12. You know? Yeah, like somewhere around twelve plus a conference tournament. So he's got to be he's got to be hitting 40, 40 or thirty thirty five to forty a night if he's and then you know if he's yeah. thirty five he's got to go into the conference tournament. And, 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 and I wonder with him, I wonder with because I remember he had had he thought about transferring out this year, and I remember seeing something on Twitter about he had like. I think he put teams. his name in the portal at one time, I believe. Yeah, he put his name in the portal, and he said he was down to like five teams. I remember. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to remember the team. I know one was like Maryland, and maybe. With Tennessee, and then he all of a sudden he went back. I'm thinking maybe did he go back because he would have a chance to break the record? You know, if he was, you know, one of the top names, he's not getting as many shots as he wants every game. You know, he's he's getting ten shots. The 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 defense against him versus the yeah the 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 shot ability yeah the shot ability with the defenses against him, plus you know playing time because he's going up against uh, several other guys that'll probably be you know equal or better than 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 him that that would. They could afford to sit him for True. as long as they could, so he and, wouldn't and get the opportunities. Yeah, yeah. There you go. And then, <laughs> and so the, the the opportunities just won't be as as high if you go somewhere else. But you know, you've got the ability if you stay where you are to to do it. So that may have been the 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 sole reason of sticking around. True. 
Yeah, so, right. yeah I, I can see that. I can see that coming. Uh, coming. You know, I guess there's other couple. I'm looking back at the list. A couple other wild cards on the list. Um, I think, of course, Ed has to be up there because Purdue's right there in the top five, and they're probably going to win the big this year. Um, I just looked at the list. I, 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 you know, maybe does does maybe Brandon the Baycock from North Carolina? Does Brandon, Brandon Miller have a chance? Uh, I think he definitely does have a chance. Uh, and you do see freshmen win the awards. I mean, Zion won the award. Um, I think I, I don't like to say they 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 don't. I think they'd rather give it to a you know sophomore, junior, senior than a freshman. You know, but right. you never know. I mean, if Alabama stays up in the top five in the country, you know, all season, there's a good chance he he can win it. So you know, it it usually it usually plays out through like mid February to mid March, kind of see the you know the cream rise to the top and you'll see two or three guys eliminate everybody else and, and one of them will eventually win the win the award. So I guess so. we'll kind of end it on tournament talk. I mean leading up to the conference tournaments we'll kind of keep it to the power five, power six with the big east. I mean, you know, who what teams do, are are you looking at in each conference as probably the the potential leaders, you know, to to win the tournament, I guess. Okay, uh, Big Ten, I think everything goes through Purdue. Um, I think they've shown that they're the best conference by far. Now, granted, they could easily get upset in the tournament, in the conference tournament. Right. Um, but I, I, I lean toward Purdue in the Big Ten conference. Um, ACC is, is difficult. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I would I would think that one of the trifecta of Duke, North Carolina, and Virginia would win that conference tournament. Um, anything can happen. Of course, you, you, Clemson's first place in the conference right now, so they're playing right. really well. Um, I think you, got, you could always see Miami come out of the um, come come out of the pack and win the conference tournament as well. Big East, uh, um, that's a that's a really tough. <laughs> I mean, you got Marquette's playing well, Xavier, UConn's kind of falling off, but I think there's probably five or six teams that could win the Big East tournament uh, in the Garden. Um, so I, I think that that's a really tough. The mecca of college basketball. What's that? I said the mecca of college basketball, college the basketball, Garden. Yeah, the Garden. I think I think there's five or six teams that can win that conference tournament. And the same, I can say the same thing about the Big 12. I mean, the Big 12, probably seven or eight teams can win that conference tournament. The Big 12 might play out differently, too, because it's some Big 12 teams, runs through Kansas most of the time. It does, but I, I think is I think this year, I think if if, if some of those – The teams, state of Kansas. Some of the – It's going to be Kansas you know, State, yeah. The tournament's always in Kansas City too, I believe. Right, every year it's always in Kansas City. I believe in that in that um, arena. I think it's always yeah. in the same arena, pretty, pretty much. Or the ACC and the SEC, the other ones move around. Um, I guess what other? Uh, I guess SEC. That's, that's good. I mean, there's I think, like three or four teams right there, right? Yeah, Alabama. Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be one of a handful of teams or less in the end. Right now, I'm saying Alabama. Alabama. Yeah, I can see Tennessee. I can see Tennessee winning that conference uh, tournament as well. I'll say this about the SEC. You put those teams, you know, on a neutral floor, um, and Jason can vouch for this one. Um, Cat Vegas or whatever. Uh, Catville, Nashville. Oh, Nashville, okay. What, what's, what do they call it, Brad? Um, Catsville. Hey, because Kentucky do show up down there in droves. Oh yeah, so, yeah. They do shows up Catsville. Mm -hmm. No, they call it something else. I think it's uh, um, some kind of name that everybody caught because for the fans. Oh, I, mean, I can't I, think of it right now, Hammonds. I'm off track, but the fans make a difference in the conference tournaments. I don't care what anybody says. Um, 
Oh, it, it changes the atmosphere and whatnot. I agree. I agree. Yeah. I, certain teams are going to have better turnouts than other ones, and Kentucky will have the biggest turnout of them all. I guess the Kentucky final usually. Because I was, because I was watching, um, was it a conference tournament a couple of years back, and the whole area was blue, and Tennessee only had just a little sideline of orange. It was when Kentucky beat them for the championship, and it was unreal how many Kentucky fans was in that building, man. I can like, believe it. Dick Vitale himself talk because they were so loud. What about the Pac-12, man? I, I'm yeah. thinking uh, Pac-12 and UCLA, they might yeah. be able to sneak up on some people on neutral sites. Yeah. Get out there. Arizona State might have an outside shot. Yeah, Arizona State uh, uh, could have an outside shot. Uh, you got UCLA and Arizona. Uh, USC's always got a solid team. Uh, Oregon could be, yeah. a, could be a sleeper. Other than that, I, I don't really see anybody else in that conference doing anything. I think it's going to come down to those three or four teams. Um, Arizona, they, Arizona beat UCLA uh, yesterday because their first loss in the conference. UCLA's first loss in the conference. So, right. Arizona State really played really well the last two games. They they've kind of been here and there, and and yesterday wasn't so much UCLA losing. It was just they went ice cold. They couldn't. True. They couldn't hit, couldn't hit anything. True. All right, Steve. We appreciate right. you being on with us. I do want to end this with one thing, though. So, last night, Jalen Hurts won an NFL playoff game. And I, I'm going to throw this stat out at everybody, okay? So, Jalen Hurts last night, when he won the NFL playoff game, was the first former starting Alabama, starting quarterback from Alabama that has won an NFL playoff game in 40 years since 1983. That makes sense, yes. <laughs> Is that not an astonishing like, fact? Well, yeah, yeah, but, but you got to think about it that they that they have never played in an offense where the quarterback was the focus until you you got to Jalen because once you got to Jalen, then I mean even right before Jalen when you had um uh not McElroy but uh McCarron AJ McCarron I mean he was kind of right at the beginning but but with uh, Jalen was the first one. And then you went I don't into care what you to, say. To, to Tua. The fact that Alabama's to, not had a starting quarterback for 40 years to win an NFL playoff game, it's just astonishing to me. I'm talking about yeah, but, Alabama here. I think I think you might have it. I think you might have that number quadruple in the next five years, though, because now you got you got so many quarterbacks coming in. Look at you got you got you got you got Tua that's in, Tua's in the league. You got Mac Jones, Jones in the league. Bryce Young's about to be in the league. Yeah. You got Bryce you know, Young's going to be in the that number could could quadruple, quadruple right. in the next four to five years because I think two, right. two, it, two, it, two, it was somebody in nineteen eighty three and I didn't even recognize the guy's name. I have no idea who he was. It was nineteen eighty three. I was yeah. thinking uh, it was going to be somebody else. <laughs> speaking of which, Temple just went on the road and beat Houston just now. Hey, Are you serious? Hey, they could have yeah. They could have won a game on a. Man, that was a hell of a play he drew up. Man, that's yeah. Houston goes down. Yeah. Well, okay. John Cheney yeah, smiling think, somewhere. Yeah, I figured I figured Houston probably would slip up at least once, maybe twice in the AAC. <laughs> I think they're still. I think at the end of the day, 
they still got to play Memphis, of course, too, uh, twice. But I think at the end of the day, they're probably still going to have a number one seed. Temple is a team that might get in now. Yeah, that could possibly. They might not know who I was talking about, but John Cheney's smiling no, I, somewhere. Oh yeah, I know. I know who you're talking about. I mean, he he was. A, <laughs> I, I was I'll never forget that that whole fiasco with Calipari. Was that twenty? No, right? me either. No, yeah, me either. That, that was kind of fighting. He still you. He said, I'll kill you right, yeah, <laughs> right the, the only time I have been nervous to play a basketball game was my first road game at the University of Temple. I walked out of that <laughs> locker room and I kept watching them come out. I was like, man, they look like action figures coming out the locker room. So this is uh, Temple's first time being the number one since 2000. So I, John Chaney had to be there. Oh, yeah, he was there. Yeah. I think he was oh, there yeah. until like 2000. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. You're right, Brad. He's somewhere smiling. I'm telling you, mm-hmm. he's somewhere smiling. He was a temple man. He was. Through and through. Yeah. All right, Steve, we really appreciate you being on with us. We've taken you away from, from life for a little bit, for an hour and 15 minutes here. So we don't want to take up any more of your time. Uh, but no, happy to come on. We do time. appreciate you being on. I think you have told me that you'll come back on in a time or two, you know, while this, um, so we will, uh, we'll try to get that scheduled and, and try to get you on um, maybe around, you know, a week or two before the conference tournaments or something like that. Sure. That's fine. And try to get you on. So um, we appreciate it. It's been fun. And we all enjoyed talking basketball and, and, and we'll get you on the football season um, for next year or two or something. I know you do all stuff with your foot with football as well. So, yeah, I know the SEC. You guys are uh, SEC people. That's SEC rules football. So it's gonna be, <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be yeah. interesting to see what happens once. Uh, is, did they ever decide Texas and Oklahoma? I, they coming in next year? I think it's twenty twenty four. Well, well, well. Hold on. They've hired a lawyer, and <laughs> that, that lawyer they, they they've hired a lawyer. There's been a lot of discussion really as of late so there's a possibility that there is a, a an early exit well uh, i think it, on would, that. it wouldn't surprise me because the uh, big 12 is getting the new teams next year i'm starting this right. fall so right so, so i think right. i think what 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 they're what they they're possibly the they got to make the schedule probably what in the next couple months pretty soon well they, they oh, have yeah. to have the oh, schedule yeah. by february i think it's February one is when that schedule's got to be announced because they've moved the they've moved the announcement of the schedule three times already, back back back, and I think the absolute drop dead time is February one. So that's what about a week and a half, two weeks from now. So they're going to there should be a uh, there should be an announcement fairly soon about it. Um, I've, this is stuff that I've heard over the last like few days. Um, with this with this discussion so that is it is coming soon and most likely there's a possibility that they're they're in that, that they have an early exit but the 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 trade-off might be so that some of the money that they pay out or whatever is that maybe during the next several years that they're out of conference game that they go visit a big 12 school Oh, I can see that. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So that yeah. they play a big, well, squ- so a big twelve schools are after conference. Them exiting early. They're originally mm-hmm. they were supposed to join the SEC till twenty twenty five, but right. I'm pretty sure that it's going to wind up being twenty twenty four. And again, it could be as early as next. But year. But see, if they do it next year, then that's just 
they want to have their pod system or whatever system the SEC wants to do. And so I think they've right. already announced their schedules, I think. So they have uh, for we'll 2023. We'll have to see. Yeah. yeah. I, I, still, I still think Texas – I mean, I don't know about Texas. Like, I still think Oklahoma – just do a non-conference game every year against Oklahoma State. Play them on the first month. And, and the other thing to, to pacify the, the TV partners, because, again, who they hired is a lawyer who's a negotiator, uh, is that when they play these – these big 12 schools this would be a fox a fox game so that fox that gets their that money as well yeah, that, they get their money. That, makes that was the that was the other part of it yeah that makes sense. right yep so, all right well steve like i said we appreciate you being on with us man Th- thanks again for having me guys i really appreciate right. it thank I you appreciate you man all right have a great week huh. all right. have a good night you too take care yeah. all right So, guys, we really appreciate I hope you guys enjoyed having Steve Heigl on with us today. Um, he's he really inversed with college football and college basketball. He does a lot with it. He actually does his own shows and his own podcast stuff along with the JustCollegeFootball.net, JustCollegeBasketball.net. He actually has a soccer, JustUSSoccer.net. He does um, quite a few things. Um, he's a John Wooden Award voter, and that's one of the reasons why I wanted to ask him about the Player of the Year. He actually gets to vote for that, so uh, you know it's it's a big deal. And, and uh, we may be able to get him a couple more times, or, or a few more times. He actually he said he'd come on any time. So um, you know, have him on kind of a, a as a recurring guest a little bit um, over the next few months as well. So. Um, before we get off the show, I do want to talk about our home for for our troops. This is our nonprofit um, 2023 for Defend Boys. Um, it is for veterans, and most of them are wounded vets or injured vets, and they are building homes for these people. You can give money to them and. At 90 cents of every dollar goes to build homes for the wounded vets. They are rebuilding lives for our vets, and they can build these homes at anywhere. So if they're from Tennessee and they want to move to Florida, they can build, they'll build a home in Florida. Um, and uh, it's at www.hfotusa.org. All right, guys, is there anything else? Do you want to chime in? Are we good for the evening? I'm good. Let's see what these cowboys going to do. Look, I can't wait. I cannot <laughs> wait. What are these cowboys and 49ers? What's, my, before we get off there, what's what's the Bengals and and, and uh, it, uh, 24-10? 24-10. 24-10 Bengals. 24-10 Bengals. All right. Yep. All right, so we appreciate you you guys being on with us. We will, on Tuesday, we will have our mock draft YouTube guy on with us, and we'll be doing a two-round mock NFL mock draft with him, and it's going to be a side-by-side show with his channel so he can come on, and he has a whole 
um, thing that comes up on the screen. If I can, if can get it all to work, and he will uh, actually do a mock draft, and you can see the picks and everything come in. And it's going to be pretty exciting. I'm excited for it. Um, we're going to talk about the, you know, the players that go in the NFL draft and the college kids and who they come from and who, which team has the most, what conference may have the most out of his mock draft and stuff like that. So um, y'all join us for Tuesday at 8 Central, 9 Eastern, and we're going to have our very first volume of of NFL mock draft. We're going to do one of these a month until the NFL draft in April. So um, each one of them will be towards the end of the month. So we're excited about doing that. And until then, we will see you guys on Tuesday for our mock draft. Y'all have a good night. See you. <laughs>